Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three. Hey, get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet. From Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. The free press is the despot's enemy which makes the free press the guardian of democracy. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. 
in a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today, everybody, on a Thursday, Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I've been huddling with the business section this morning, and so uh, our general manager of the world's most valuable company, Apple. Repatriating uh, hundreds of billions of dollars, hiring tens of thousands of people, all because of the new visionary tax law. Bringing, Not all because of it, but substantially because they're bringing back to the United States a quarter of a trillion dollars. Never mind bringing sexy back. Bring the currency back, man. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Anywho, everybody wins. Everybody, huh? I dropped my phone, and now the uh, the on-off button doesn't work. Uh oh. So so it's stuck on ring. I can't switch it to silent. So I'm going to be that guy in meetings. Uh oh. Unless I go into the inside. So the on-off and the uh, the silent, or do you well, mean that, just that that thingy? That thingy. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, well, if your stuck's phone, your phone's stuck on. That's a hell of a lot better than off. But it's the ringy thingy. Yeah, the ringy thingy. Oh, so now you're that guy. Don't go to any funerals or anything. People are going to hate you. I don't think I've ever had my phone. Shh, shh, turn it off. Shoot, turn that off. I can't. I don't I can't. I don't think I'd be like Larry David. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had my phone ring in like a, a meeting or a church or a funeral or a speech or anything like that ever in my life. I'm pretty good on that. Just like I've never lost at Jenga, I've never had my phone <laughs> ring in an inappropriate place. Had a couple of streaks going. Fabulous. Which I think everybody should work on. Oh, so Sean is calling me. Sean, I have gone into the settings and turned off the ringer because I have Dang to. Dang it. I wow. Have to. Oh, well played. Well I'll, played. I'll miss a lot of phone calls. Yeah. I've already, I missed several yesterday. Important calls. But what are you going to do? Yep. Shenanigans were foiled. Check and mate. Positive, Sean. <laughs> Damn it. I don't mind missing Texas, but, you know, you get like three calls a week and they're usually important. Uh, let's introduce everybody on the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Ah, pretty good. You know, yesterday I said that, you know, it had been a long time since I've been on the show, 18 years. But I was getting, I'm seeing texters say, happy birthday, Michael. It's not my birthday. <laughs> I think it is. It's more it important wasn't my than birthday your birthday. When I, I didn't go to Vegas for my birthday. So my birthday's in April, and I do like Sears gift cards if you want to get me something. So that's it. It wasn't your birthday over the no, weekend? No, not at okay. all. We well, thought it was. Somebody uh-uh. told us it was, and then we went big with your birthday. And we sh- we and posted. We felt bad that we hadn't wished you happy birthday when you were on the air. We posted no, baby pictures. We're <laughs> 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 reminiscing about you as a toddler. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. I don't know why it's a shame. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room, behatted for the first time since I've known you. How are you this morning, Sean? That it is true. I rarely wear a hat. Um, I actually rediscovered uh, this hat about a week or so ago. Most hats, I feel, don't look good on me because I have a very large head. Um, <laughs> what size hat are you? Large doesn't begin to describe it. It's enormous. It's like close to eight. I think. Is it really? Yeah. I got like an eight and a quarter pin head. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, Jeez, yeah. I have to have my hat specially made by like uh, college mascot <laughs> costume makers. I'm seven and a half and they usually don't have my size oh, yeah. because it's too big. I'm serious. Yeah, uh, but I I went to uh, I took my mom to an NBA game last night and uh, it was always fun. I love hanging out with her. Uh, but I am always fascinated that she, I'm ninety nine percent sure she gets more enjoyment out of the stuff they do to kill time during the commercial breaks <laughs> right. than oh, yeah. she does during the game. Like you get some adults out there in cow costumes running around some cones in a relay race. <laughs> oh, she loves that. <laughs> some sort of elementary school choir singing the thing. Or oh, that's oh, where where they come from? Where are they going? Well, they got to they got to play the game now. They can't just have these people <laughs> sing for four hours. A well executed pick and roll, not her thing. No, no, no. An alley oop, <laughs> not not so much. What you say is true, but it's okay. Signed, minor league baseball. Yeah. Yes, that's that's sure. kept in business by dad is digging the game. 
And the kids are amused by the uh, the races in between. The interesting thing is a baseball purist um, is that uh, I, I would love to see return to the horse hide ball stuffed with human hair, which I believe is around the turn of the 20th century. But uh, you go to Washington Nationals game, it's like a triple-A game because it's not a sports town. It's not a baseball town. So they've got to entertain the hell out of you. Like between pitches, it's like, stay, stay. Inter- what's this now? It's kind of funny. I didn't realize everybody had such big heads on this program. Oh, yeah. Bunch of freaking walking candy apples. Mm? That's what we are. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I am gearing up for this weekend for another attempt to make a pot of homemade pea soup. So yesterday I went out and bought another... Hambone, hambone, what do you say? For the soup. I got all the other ingredients carefully laid out. What happened the first time? You recall last time it ended in the kitchen catastrophe. Glass, gravy all over the floor, me with a pulled hamstring limping around trying oh, to mop right. it up. You pulled right. your hamstring yes. cooking. Yes. Pulled right. a hamstring cleaning up a hambone. <laughs> so this time we're going to move slowly and cautiously. Wow. Sure. Stretch before you cook. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I will. I will. I will go through some exercises <laughs> and we'll shoot a video uh, of the adventure so we can add it to the collection of Marshall's Marvelous Mixins on the website. I wish you'd shot a video of the last one. Yeah, Are you I kidding? Wish. This one, who cares? <laughs> It'll get 10,000 hits because people will watch anything, apparently, yeah. based on what I see on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Thursday, January the 18th? Keeping you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. In the beginning, this happened. Here we go. Precisely according to FCC rules, regs at Mark. I am not surprised by the allegations. Who's that? What was that? That was Ann Curry responding oh, to Matt Lauer. Really? Right. Yes. Yeah, she was on the, uh, the, the early show. The, the other CBS, CBS yeah. This Morning. All right, yeah. Saying carefully, I'm not uh, surprised that he had a one-button <laughs> rape dungeon. What was interesting was how hesitant she was to say anything. They, they had to worm it out of her, but eventually she said, listen, I don't want to cause harm. I don't want to hurt anybody. About but, well, yeah, the, the, yeah, but yes, I believe the allegations. Yes, there's nothing to make me doubt it. Uh, Matt Lauer is a weasel and a perv. She didn't say that, but her eyes said it. What, what kind of situation you got going on where you find out your coworker's got a one-button sex dungeon and all the other different things that he did? And your and your your response was, I'm not surprised. <laughs> wow, no. I would be surprised if anybody I work with it turns out they're living that lifestyle. Matt Lauer is a weasel. Matt wow. Lauer can suck it. Right, nobody's surprised. <laughs> wow. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, President uh, President Trump in a Twitter battle with his chief of staff about oh, the boy. wall. As the immigration government shutdown dance continues in D.C., we got Apple making a major move in America. And Trump's fake news awards announcement almost crashes the website. Stories coming up. 635 Armstrong and Getty. It actually it happened, so I was wrong on that prediction. Yeah. I had said they would just quietly let it go away because it wasn't gonna happen. But it was announced and it is very amusing, in my opinion. Some of them are pretty interesting examples of really bad news, too. Uh, Terrible journalism. Yeah. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Very good, very amusing. The United States Marine Corps weighing in. Cool. We're going to talk to a police chief later in the show who says he's got the recipe for dealing with homeless. Because uh, every, every city, well, certainly on the West Coast, is really trying to figure that out. And uh, he thinks he's got it figured out. Excellent. And other cities are looking to him for guidance. So we'll talk about that. 
Also, scientists say we need to lower the level for uh, drunk driving. Did you hear that story about today? Nuh-uh. Hmm. Stay tuned. All this stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. about the Trump and the porn star later. Do that, you? That story, because uh, I think it's got some interesting... I think it means something about where we are in America right now. I, yeah, I think that's probably most of the meaning. Yeah. Don Trump got with a porn skank? Yeah. Figured he probably had. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, heard, uh, I heard one commentator said, this would have ended most every presidency in our nation's history. Yes. And it's not even really making the news, right? For Donald Trump, right? And it's not even on like your your Trump hating stations. What it's does it like, mean? What does that say about us? I don't know. Boy, she is an, a soulless hoe too. Have you read any of her uh, comments? Mm, soulless just, hoe. What's been in God? The news. What a despicable human being. Of course, you lay down with somebody like that, which she's exactly what you'd think she'd be, mm. and that's what you're going to get. But. Uh, Gives Mr. a bad name to porn skanks. Is that what you're saying, Mr. President? She's exactly <laughs> what she. You knew she was a snake when you picked her up, as they say. Oh boy! So uh, mailbag is a sprawling epic. What are you on, Michael? I wasn't sure if that was the call for it. Well, ever too, since your birthday, you've been just slacking. Right, we, I think we all yeah, thought you were going birthday. somewhere from there. And I, that was just subtlety, okay. which is my hallmark. I have many hallmarks. You do. You have a lot of hallmarks. I got more more hallmarks than a corner drugstore, huh? Something like that? No? There's a funny wireless uh, network name in our area, writes Cole. He actually shows a screen capture of what came up on his computer. The uh, name of one of his neighbor's networks is Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. I like that. Um... Tell you this, I won't tell you what my Wi-Fi network's name is, but if you're ever in my neighborhood and you see it, you'll know it's me. It's a it's an Armstrong and Getty show reference. Interesting. Yeah, my wife came up with it. So uh mailbag is a sprawling epic. I'm just gonna grab this here, that there. Uh Scott writes, Hey Jack Joe, listener since the Great Davis recall. Great Davis, former terrible, just weak. Governor of California. Um, he's a California refugee now living in beautiful Medford, Oregon. I love Medford. He I love left, Southern Oregon. He left California. Yeah. That yeah. is pretty amazing. We get emails from people like that uh, virtually every single day about various stuff. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gray Davis left California. Oh, no, no, no. Scott did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. it'd be pretty uh, astounding if a former governor moved out of the state because it. Well, why would I live have. there? I why, why would he stay? <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am. California threw a state, the biggest state, threw the guy out of office more or less for just being an ass. They called me roadkill. Right. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the horizon. That's right. Everybody got excited. Just swapped. Like uh, Donald Trump has done so many times, he got a better offer, so traded in the present one for a new one. Uh, Yes. Anyway, thought you might want to know that when two furries fornicate, oh, we're talking about the furries, uh, the furry fur con recently held in San Jose, uh, 
thought you might want to know that when two furries fornicate, they refer to it as yiffing. Because they need a secret code word for when two of them get together and bump their furry uglies. Why? Good Lord. I-F-F? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Indeed. Here's, oh, wait, there's another furry note. There's, guys, V here, and I am Faggity, friend of Armstrong and Giddy over 10 years. Awesome. I was at FurCon. Can speak to the AIDS testing thing Joe was wanting more information about. I didn't actually want any more information. I thought it was interesting. Turns out it's not the uh, the actual uh, show sponsor, but, well, it's not the show. Um, what do you call the, the people who put it on? Organizers. Organizers. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's not them giving the uh, the HIV testing. It was one of the sponsors. Somebody who had a booth was given free HIV testing if you want it. You guys should come next year and check out the party floor. It's completely crazy. The Klingons make the most amazing drinks and love hanging with the furries. Because I think there's a Klingon gathering at the same time or something. I don't know. So to the extent that it's got anything to do with uh, relationships and dating and sex and stuff like that, uh, at what point do you take off your your head and, and see the other person, know what they look like? Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast. Wow. <laughs> wow. So then, Like everybody else, you wake up in the morning and say, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you leave the, the head on, so then it, it seems like it would be a good thing for the not that attractive crowd. Sure. To not be judged by, uh, you know, something completely out of your control. Right. And, and arbitrary. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah. If you find uh, love and companionship, pleasure, uh, who's to say that's wrong? Cause, just because you got a dog mask on your head. <laughs> Moving along. Hey, yo, writes Brian from beautiful Oakland Hills, California. A couple of good band names came from the fourth hour Wednesday show. Not everybody gets the fourth hour, Jack, the award winning fourth hour. You can get it via podcast if you're not so gifted on your radio station. But a uh, couple of great band names, Fairy Dust Angels, mm. which is uh, pretty decent. That That's my term for dreamers, because you might as well call them Fairy Dust Angels as dreamers, because dreamers just doesn't mean anything. I want to talk about that it's issue, too. It's purely spin. Uh, and really short eyelashes. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, that could be a band name, you wacky, you're, you're wacky modern bands. My wife put on a little uh, makeup yesterday for a picture she had uh, was taking, and uh, she almost never wears any makeup, mm-hmm. and um, so her eyelashes were a little more luscious than usual, and my uh, our youngest was horrified by it for some reason. Really? Ah! Wow, just startled by the change. Yeah, huh? yeah. Huh? What do you think, the man of the house? I liked it. Uh-huh. A little gussied up. <laughs> Although I like the no makeup thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been a, a, a big fan of lots of makeup. Um, anyway, uh, nobody cares. <sighs> Would you like to hear from our nation's military? In what context? Uh, mailbag. <laughs> what topic? That, that was supposed to be just pretty much a slam dunk. Okay. What are you going to say? Yes! No. No, I don't want to hear from our fighting men and women and their correspondence to the show. No, of course you would say yes right there. Is it about transgenders? Y- then no. You're thinking about your wife's eyelashes. Is it about preparing for war with North Korea? Then yes. <laughs> wow, you are very picky. Uh, let's see. Uh, actually, it's just affection from, um, did he, are we allowed to say it? Uh uh, Al Anonymous, I'm glad I looked. Al Anonymous, who has uh, several philosophical musings he'd like to share with us. He's really big fan of the show. Uh, first started listening while he was a student at the uh, DLI, I think, 
Defense Language Institute in Monterey. I can't remember. I've driven by it a hundred times, Monterey, California. But uh, I wouldn't always get the entire show, blah, blah, blah. I really appreciate what he does. And he's uh, currently in uh, Qatar with his uh, wife and his kid serving the country. So shout out. And and we will uh, dip into your email, sir. I found it very interesting and compelling. And then this. How much time do we have, Michael? Ah, plenty. Here we go. I'm going to have to use the term uh, shizzle hole for uh, obvious reasons. Reference to the president's charming remarks the other day, allegedly about several countries uh, that export humans to the United States. Called them shizzle holes. Did you hear about that? I did. Made the news. (laughs) I guess this is kicking around the Marine Corps. Uh, An old buddy of his from the Marines uh, sent it to him. If your commander tells you to update your gamma globulin, yellow fever, malaria, dysentery, tetanus, and other fun immunizations, you might be deploying to a shizzle hole. That's pretty good. If the mobilization NCO tells you not to waste your time bringing a radio or other electronics as there is no electricity and there are no signals, you may be deploying to a shizzle hole. If the travel pay folks give you travel advance and the per diem rate is only $8 a day for everything, (laughs) you may be deploying to a shizzle hole. The point here being that there are (laughs) shizzle holes on the planet. Yeah. And it gets a little more serious. If the area cultural briefing includes the fact that some leaders in the host country keep young boys as sexual slaves, you might be deploying to a shizzle hole. If the area cultural briefing includes facts that male members of that society have multiple wives, but also engage in sexual activity with barnyard animals, you may indeed be deploying to a shizzle hole. If the medical briefing includes recommendations not to walk barefoot, drink the local water, or eat any food in the local economy, wow, you may be deploying to a shizzle hole. And there's more, and it's funny, and it's good. Thank you for sending that. And I'm guessing... Uh, KMG, Semper Fi to you, my friend. And I'm guessing they don't tell you any of that stuff when you go to Norway, for instance. For instance? Uh-huh. Why can't we get more people from Norway? <laughs> well, that's right, because I don't want to leave. This all reminds me, I ate at the International House of Pancakes yesterday, so I got to talk about that. <laughs> all you can eat pancakes. Uh, Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. In Remember yesterday's fun fact I brought you on how many socks they had in the Soviet Union? Uh, That was a fun fact. One and a half socks per person, which is not very many (laughs) socks. When was the uh, rough time period? Uh, Late forties. At the time Stalin died, I see. They did an accounting of where things, how things were going. A sock accounting. And they had one and a half socks per person. But anyway, sock census, if you will. Here's a more up to date fun fact about that part of the world. How many? How much sunshine did they have in December in Moscow? They had the least they've ever had. Really? How much sunshine did they have in Moscow in December? I'll have that for you right after Marshall's News, which is now. Busy day for the Commander-in-Chief, President Trump, at the center of efforts to keep the government running and strike a deal on immigration. He was this morning, though, tweeting his views on a southern border wall. He said they have not changed, as his chief of staff suggested yesterday. John Kelly telling Fox News he told a meeting of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. There's been an evolutionary process that this president has gone through as a campaign, and I pointed out to all of the members that were in the room that they all say things 
during the course of campaigns that may or may not be fully informed. Now, Trump responded on Twitter this morning saying the wall is the wall. It has never changed or evolved from the first day I conceived of it. Good oh, gosh. Oh, my Trump. My pa- Trump. What are you thinking? My Part- lovely, lovely Trump. Parts will be of necessity see-through, and it was never intended to be built in areas where there is natural protection, such as mountains, wastelands, or tough rivers or water. <laughs> it's just okay. It's got to okay. be tough being right. John Kelly. So John okay. Kelly says what everybody knows is true: there's not going to be a big giant wall from stem to stern. It wouldn't make any sense for one thing. No need and impractical. Um, it's just and Mexico's not going to pay for it. He mentioned that too. Sure. And 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 he he feels like okay, let's now have a grown up discussion right. about this. Right. Most most Trump supporters realize that too. Sure, yeah, oh. they just thought it was funny at yeah. the rally. It was sticking. Who's going to pay for it? Mexico, and exactly. everybody would laugh. Exactly. Well, now so, Trump. So he comes out and says yeah. that, and then and Trump says, "No, no, no I meant it." Oh, what? What are you, what are you yeah. trying to do? Well, he translated it into <laughs> Trumpian. I, I watched the interview with John Kelly on Brett Baer's show, uh, Special Report, last night. I watched the, the entire thing, turned to my wife, and I said, Wife, John Kelly, I believe, may be one of the most important people in this chunk of American history. I think he could have an enormous effect on the health, education, welfare, safety, etc. of the American people during the Trump administration. I think he's a hero. And then this this morning. <laughs> and Trump, That's why he's there, though. Right. Trump yeah. didn't let up. He sent out a second tweet later this morning saying the wall will be paid for directly or indirectly or through longer term reimbursement by Mexico, which has a ridiculous $71 billion trade surplus with the U.S. Poor countries always have a trade surplus over rich countries. But, it's just, it's, I assumed all along that Trump knew... I mean, he knew we were all in on this joke. He'd stand up yeah. and say, we're going to build this big, glorious wall, the big, beautiful door, right, and who's right. going to pay for it in Mexico? He knew it was a joke. The crowd knew it was a joke. Everybody was in on it. But then that, then he does stuff like this, and I think, did you did you fully mean that all along? And you thought your crowd meant it? Although all he's saying now is that I knew all along that, you know, in some places it would be a fence, in some places there you can't build anything, in some places I knew that all along. I haven't evolved. I haven't evolved at all. Oh, okay. So he's agreeing with him. He's yeah. just saying, I was saying that all along. I knew. Gotcha. So I don't, I, I'm not even sure who all this is for. Um, anyway, is it for the media that keeps saying, well, well now, uh, Mr. President, uh, you're saying it doesn't need to be a wall, like in the middle of an ocean. <laughs> who is this for, this I, discussion? Don't we have bigger problems, and I don't mean DACA? Right. I think what set him off was John Kelly's uh, indication that Trump was uninformed during the campaign. That's the word he used, uninformed, and that's why Trump jumped on it. Okay. All right, fine. Apple's planning to fine, build... Fine, you adolescent. Apple's planning to build a new corporate campus and hire 20,000 U.S. workers in an expansion driven in part by the new tax bill. If, will... if you really want to enjoy yourself, listen to the news all day long and listen to, listen to the left-wing media desperately search for reasons other than the change in tax law for Apple repatriating all this money and or arguing about whether they should have been given a tax break because are they going to do the things we want them to do with the money? Whoops, I said the money. Their money. That's what a great example of Jack was always talking about these these uh, 
you know, political and sociological questions are always approached from the point of view of the left. Yeah, what's Apple going to do with the money? Does it justify the tax break? No. How about from this perspective? It was always their money. The government said they were going to confiscate a bunch of it. Now the government is saying we're going to confiscate a little less of it. Okay, let's discuss it from that point of view. Please. Apple saying they plan to contribute $350 billion to the U.S. economy over the next five years. Again, driven by the changes in the new tax bill. I recommend radio advertising. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> I agree, especially morning radio. After he tweeted out, and the fake news winners are, and then tweeted out a link to the website, the rush nearly crashed the Republican National Committee's website for a time yesterday for the Trump Fake News Awards. The blog hit CNN four times, New York Times twice, variety of other media outlets, including ABC and the Washington Post. Top of the list would be the New York Times' Paul Krugman on the day of President Trump's victory, where he wrote a piece that said, the economy will never recover from Trump. Yeah, yeah that's not as much fake news as just being wrong, yeah. driven by your, right. you know, you're letting your uh, wishes be the father of right. your thoughts. I mean, because, you know, predicting the economy is, I don't know if that I would call that news, but, but uh, worth calling him out on that and getting a lot of attention for it because, mm-hmm. God, he couldn't have been more wrong. And also the Brian Ross story and yep. some others. Yeah, and um, I don't think it's the probably the president should be pointing this out, but I'm all for this amount of bad journalism by some of the top journalists in the country being pointed out. I like that. He also pointed out the CNN falsely edited video that made it appear that the president defiantly overfed fish during the visit. Oh, yeah. Right. Good, good example. Yeah. Good example. Yeah. That not, was deliberately yeah. misleading yeah. by CNN. Sure, not yeah. enough people know that. That there are news organizations just putting crap out there sometimes. Well, they're trying to sell commercials. You just you can't think of news the way you used to. It's a TV show that edits up things that happened to entertain you, believing you hate Donald Trump. And maybe you do, you get to in this country. God bless you. But it's not the news the way you grew up thinking of it. Well, once again, I'm not sure the president should be pointing this out. Probably not. (laughs) And a final 11th entry also wasn't a news story, but the statement Russian collusion. Russian collusion is perhaps the greatest hoax perpetuated on the American people. There is no collusion, exclamation point, exclamation point. Right, and Senior POTUS, the quote-unquote Russian investigation, isn't just about quote-unquote collusion. It's about other stuff, so quit saying that part is a hoax, because it's clearly not. There you go, that's a wrap, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Okay, here's the payoff. How much sunshine did they have in Moscow in December? Least they've ever had since they kept records. I'm guessing it's very little. In 31 days, they only had six days of sunshine. Oh, I'm sorry. They only had six hours of sunshine in 31. I'm sorry. They had six minutes of sunshine in 31 days in Moscow. Six minutes of sunshine. God, no wonder they're all shuffling around in their fur hats. Can you imagine? They average average eight hours of sunshine in December. (laughs) In Moscow. Wow. Makes Seattle look like Miami. Wow. That's something. That's brutal. And it's cold as bears balls, too, from what I understand. (laughs) That's a colorful expression. Six Um, minutes at the beach. It's Russian. 
Yeah, you go to the beach for six Quick, minutes. Go to the beach. Go to the beach. <laughs> in your furry hat and your furry boots. Um, I, I want to talk about docking the government shutdown in a, in a way that nobody else is. But uh, Okay, and um, I also have the rest of the fake news awards at some point. Oh, cool. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. Philadelphia Eagles fan was arrested Saturday night for punching a police horse following the team's playoff win. Although, to be fair, the horse did say that Pat's cheesesteaks were better than Gino's. Well, that's a classic Philadelphia sports fan story right there, isn't it? Eagles fan punches police horse. Yeah, the punchline was very regional, however. Yeah, well. I prefer more universally. He's doing his show in New York. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Philly. S- Philly fan is a vicious beast. I saw yesterday, I got sucked into a... Bunch of horse punchers. I got sucked into a 40 amazing facts about Tom Brady, because he's 40 years old. <laughs> and they were almost all incredibly amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in terms of his statistic. He has won more playoff games, him personally, than all but three teams. Or four teams. Not very many. Most teams mm. have never in their history right. won as many playoff games as he has. Interesting. Almost all of the teams. Hmm. Yeah, among other things. Anyway, um, uh, I want to talk about the government shutdown, the looming government shutdown that just uh, most of the media is obsessed with. We rarely mention because these things almost always get worked out for one thing. It's a third phony, a third just D.C. news, and about a third relevant. And the DACA tie-in and, 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 and how unhappy I am about the way that conversation is going. Maybe we'll yeah. talk about that in a few minutes. Super. You know, I have a couple of problems. Uh, one, uh, number one, uh, we got a, a great email. I almost uh, maybe we talk about it at seven fifteen, something like that. It, it it was expressing affection for the show, and it was the best description of what we do around here that I've ever seen. I think uh, some people are kind of mystified. So, are you guys conservative? Are you pro Trump? Are you anti Trump? What 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 is this show? How can I label it? And this guy does a beautiful job of describing, you know, kind of what we do and why we do it better than we have. Um, but. I, I have two problems with this fake news awards list. Number one, I I don't spend all my time thinking about the world in a partisan way, so I don't like accumulate weapons to use against the other side. That's just not the way I approach politics. Secondly, I have an absolutely terrible memory, so I just don't remember the details on some of this stuff, so I'm hoping you can help me with it. Now, the Paul Krugman saying the markets and the economy would never recover. Like the day after the inauguration or the day after the election, um, right after the election. That's story number one. I actually do remember that. The, the that Trump slump. What a dumb thing for an economist to say. He, uh, Paul Krugman is a joke to me. A joke. He's just an ideologue with credentials, but his credentials have nothing to do with what he spouts, in my opinion. But he would say the same thing about me. You want to see one of the best of this sort of thing I've ever seen? It's Paul Krugman and Bill O'Reilly on Tim Russert's old uh, nighttime show yelling at each other for an hour. Wow. It is so entertaining. Really? Oh, yeah. They are, they hate each other. Oh, it's not just, you know, we're pretending to uh, back our sides. They hate each other. Perfect. <laughs> Do they get personal? Oh, yeah. And it, it's yes. just good. It's just good all the way around. <laughs> I hope they don't stick to issues. 
<laughs> so, number two is Brian Ross, his bungled report on Trump and Russia when he got to demoted. What did he report? Because Sean broke in with that news because it was a huge, huge deal. <clears throat> it was that uh, Flynn was going to testify that Trump directed blah, blah, blah. Turns out that's not the case. Oh. And it had to do with, was he the was he an elect, the president-elect? Like, at what stage of the thing? Yeah, during the campaign, yeah. right. Trump had, had, had told him to... Right. And it would have changed with the, the Russians. Yeah, it would have changed the entire story. Right. Turns out it was during the transition. Yes. Now I remember when it was perfectly appropriate for him to say, hey, let's reach out to foreign governments, mm-hmm. say we're looking forward to working with them. All uh, right. Okay. So, number three, CNN falsely reported that ca- candidate Donald Trump and his son Donald Jr. had access to hacked documents from WikiLeaks. That's number three. Um, oh, number four, time. Falsely reported that President Trump had removed the bust of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office. That went round the world. Red hot outrage. The bust never left for a minute. It was completely fiction. Somebody said it, and it got reported. Number five, Washington Post falsely... Oh, you know what? I was listening to a friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, Tom Sullivan, yesterday. I don't know how we missed this. I, of Fox Business News? I've seen him. Yeah. Kindly looking older gentleman? Yeah, yeah. He's a terrific human being, actually. He's always been a great, great guy to us. Anyway, um, how did we miss this? I want somebody to yell at somebody else over this. Yesterday was the 20th anniversary of the Monica Lewinsky story breaking. Oh, really? And Tom... How did it break? Did it break in a nah, tabloid? Yeah, there's the point. Okay. Right now. Here it comes. Newsweek had spiked it. Michael Isikoff had had researched it, written it. It was ready. And Newsweek spiked it because they didn't like it. They just didn't like the story. And Matt Drudge broke it. Yeah, I thought it was That was the dawn of the Drudge Report, Internet News, and the end of the, the lock that really a dozen powerful people had on what is news. The editors-in-chief of the obvious, you know, super giant news organizations. The only problem I have with that is I'm not sure we do need to hear about president's affairs and whether or not that's news. Mm. But, uh, well, it, it, yeah, it, well, yeah, by the standards of 92, it certainly was, uh, you know, that period, uh, certainly, and, mm-hmm. and more relevantly, 98. And we're going to talk about that more later um, uh, with the whole uh, uh, porn star hoe that right. Trump got with yeah. and how and how that's she being reported. She has a name, Jack. She doesn't deserve a name. She's an awful human being. Wow. Stormy something. Stormy something. That's Stormy right. hoes a lot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, back to the fake news awards. Stormy. Number five, Washington Post falsely reported the president's massive sold-out rally in Pensacola, Florida was empty. Dave Weigel of the WAPO tweeted out, Packed to the rafters, in quotes. It was a picture of the empty arena hours before the crowd truly started to pour in. And indeed, it was full to the to the rafters when the president spoke. Just blatant dishonesty. He apologized. I don't know how you apologize for that. I'm sorry I got caught. CNN falsely making that it looked like the president is a stupid buffoon for dumping the rest of his fish food. I fell for that. Next to, uh, yeah, we did too. We made jokes about it, mostly because it was really funny. And it uh, it fit the narrative of Trump as kind of an unrefined buffoon. It never happened, though. So if it didn't happen, I don't, you know. Right. 
Number seven, CNN falsely reported that Anthony Scaramucci's meeting with a Russian, but then retracted it due to a significant breakdown in process. And three CNN employees resigned over that fake story. That's right. There is a story. Left their uh, their jobs. Newsweek falsely reported the Polish first lady refused to shake the president's hand, and there she is smiling warmly and shaking his hand. Number nine, CNN falsely reported that FBI Director James Comey would dispute Trump's claim that he he was told he was not under investigation. Anderson Cooper went on at length. And number ten, we'll shock you, but we're out of time for it. Okay. Um, Interesting stuff. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.